What's up, Jared Leto fans? All you <laughs> fucking hot Jared Leto fans. I actually follow him on TikTok. Guys, it's like 7 in the morning here for me, okay? I follow him on TikTok. He's great. At least this movie's not fucking Madam Web. Let's talk about Morbius with my good friend Brian over there and my co-host from the Lassercast, another good friend, Dr. Zayas G.O.D., Danny Torquell. Danny, you've seen the trailer for Morbius like 6,000 times, right? It, it beat Mission Impossible Fallout for most times I've seen a trailer ever. Yes. So uh, with that being said, did Morbius live up to the hype of the trailer that you have memorized and seen so, your dreams? I think I'm going to be the odd man out here. I didn't hate this movie. <laughs> I, I I didn't like it. But yes. I didn't. I did not hate this. I think I I don't think it was possible to live down to the expectations that I had had for it. Yes. Uh, and I didn't think so. Uh, when we were talking about Madam Web, we brought up Venom and Tom Hardy, like really going out to like take a, a, a middling thing and turn it into something watchable. I think Jared Leto and Matt Smith kind of do that with Morbius. Oh, Matt yes. Smith, there is so much scenery that is being chewed alive by Matt Smith's fangs in this movie. And I found myself really like, not again, not like enjoying it as a, a good movie, but enjoying it in the sense that like, this is not the worst movie I've ever watched. Like, I, it, my problem with this movie is more that it had like, 2001 special effects and it looked it looked like two clouds fighting each other for most of the movie but oh man the galactus effect okay yeah yeah <laughs> brian are is danny the odd man out or because uh, i actually no. did not hate He's this not movie the odd man out. Uh, i think we're seeing you all in agreement here which is kind of weird <laughs> yeah yes. and especially too like going into this watching it i mean uh i i, I watched this before madam web i, I think that's not the case for you two Yes, yes. Um, I, I don't know, like, just that Madam Web basically will elevate anything, honestly. Yeah, no kidding, man. No fucking kidding. But you talk about Matt Smith and Jared Leto. Okay, a lot of people hate Jared Leto, but there's some movies where I'm like, he's really good. In uh, Blade Runner 2049, I think he's great in Blade Runner 2049. Dallas Buyers Club, I think he fucking got an Oscar for that. I think he's great in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I Jared know Leto had Jared Leto had an Elizabeth Banks uh, kind of moment in Hollywood where there was a there was a time in the early like mid two thousands where it felt like Elizabeth Banks was in every movie and I like Elizabeth Banks but it kind of started to work against her where it's like really like are there no other actresses and I feel <laughs> like Jared and I feel like after Jared Leto won the Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club that that kind of became his thing where it's like he's in Blade Runner 2049. He's the Joker? He's Morbius? And it was like he he kept getting cast for these things where like I feel like there was like a a, a there was just like an overdosing of Jared Leto in Hollywood for a little while. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Like, especially like him being the Joker right after Heath Ledger. It's like he was never going to live up to that. And then that movie's a letdown, too. Um, the thing is, right, like, we're three white guys. People, if they watch both of our videos, they might be like, oh, they didn't like Madam Web because it's, you know, about women. It's a female cast and they like Morbius. Uh. 
And and Morbius actually is ranked lower on Rotten Tomatoes than Madam Web, strangely enough. But I, I brought this up in my last video of Brian. The Marvels, that's another movie that got a lot of flack. That's another movie with an all-female cast. But I feel like that's a much better movie than Madam Web. I think that that movie was targeted because there's like all these like white male guys that like want to just review bomb movies and, and they have a thing against uh, fucking Captain Marvel in general. But Madam Web is just like this crappy fucking Frankenstein monster of a movie based on Spider-Man scraps. Morbius, at least, it's like kind of channeling Dracula and the idea of like creating Dracula through science. And it's it's one of the things that's good about it is that it's like very to the point, to the fang, right? It's very like it's a very simple story. They don't elaborate, they don't try to tie in everything except for poor fucking Michael Keaton at the end. But it's a very simple, straightforward story. Now let's talk about the director. The director uh is Daniel Espinoza, and he's he's actually made a movie with Tom Hardy too. He made a movie called Child 44, which I think was about like fucking Nazi Germany. Have, have you guys seen that movie? I have not. I have not. I've heard of it, though, but that's interesting. But... Yeah, he, he did that, and he did uh, one other movie where I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. He, um, But, of course, besides him, the movie is written by the two titans of screenplays, Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, who in my previous video I said they did Gods of Egypt, they did Madam Web, they did Morbius, they did The Last Witch Finder or whatever with uh, Vin Diesel. So... Like, these guys seem to have a type. They're kind of like a, you know, Dollar Tree. Uh, who's the guy that did fucking Blade and, and uh, who wrote Blade? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, the original Blade? Oh, man. Um, he's a guy that he's, – he's written a whole shit ton of movies. He does a lot of comic book adaptations. Fuck, I'm going to look him up real quick. It's not David Hayter, is it? You're so close to his name. It's very similar to that. Yeah. Looking it up. Uh, he wrote oh, David, the, David Goyer. David Goyer. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, because David Goyer wrote like Batman Begins. He he like did the story for The Dark Knight, I think. So like he can sometimes strike gold, but these guys seem to just like be covering his dud movies. But I think that like for these guys, they probably um, had an ambitious story but of course sony just like mutated it just like jared leto gets mutated with his vampire serum so um danny you seem to have some issues with his origin and the bats involved do you want to go into that oh i i messaged you uh whenever i have a comic book question i just message like our, our twitter group chat uh, like explain this yes uh, no because like the, the I, I also think it's interesting that it's the same screenwriters and this movie and Madam Web start almost exactly the same where it's like, let's take our main character yep. to a like distant, faraway jungle landscape for a like pre-credit uh, shot. And so like Morbius lens goes into this cave and like the bats fly at him. And then it's just like he's back and they don't really I didn't think they did a very good job of explaining what that was or was he going back there or and it just felt like something that was tacked on in post mm -hmm. where it was like we need a, a scene with vampire bats. Uh, all right, let's do a let's do a cold open uh, in, a, in a cave in Peru. Uh, I don't oh know no! Where. No! Yeah. Oh god! Uh, yeah, in was it Peru? I, I was really I thinking that the whole time. In random South American cave, 
And um, yeah, it just felt very tacked on because they never come back to it. So it's like this cold open that they never come back to. And he, he keeps talking about the artificial blood and he's going to go on the red. But they don't really do a good job of explaining exactly why he suddenly becomes a vampire. Like, does <laughs> like, so like taking vampire blood, taking blood from a vampire bat is enough to turn you into a vampire? I mean, work for Dracula. I mean, here's the thing, right? I know that Brian over there is Googling what rainforest did Morbius get the bats from. Yes. And he muted himself, though. So, um, but what I was going to say, though, is poor Brian over there, who's muted, I sent him a, like, a story treatment for a Sinister Six movie that would star Morbius and Venom and Agent Venom. I, I made this movie trying to, like, salvage all the scrap from these Sony movies. And I feel sorry for Brian for having to read it. But I think that that's what these guys that wrote this movie were essentially trying to do. Like, they look at... um like classic vampire movies, like the classic Dracula story, and even just like Bram Stoker's Dracula from the 90s. And they're like, okay, let's tell a, a Dracula story. Usually they start off in a different country. So that's why they start off in the rainforest. Then you have to have a scene where like they're on a boat and the vampire kills off everyone on the crew, the last voyage of the Demeter, right? And I think that that's what they were going for. They were trying to tell a superhero movie via a like Universal Studios vampire movie. And um, it, it kind of works in a couple of different ways. I just feel like when you make a movie like this, when you make a movie like Madam Web, you have the idea of what everyone's expecting and you don't care about character development. You don't care about logic. You're just like, we have to hit these story beats. You guys think that I'm onto something there or do you think I'm just like pontificating for myself? I agree. I, I think this movie was probably intended to be longer and they cut a lot out as well. Um, okay. And I, and I think they're trying to get to the point in some places where some in some places the, the movie feels you know it, it, like some scenes it feels extra and stupid other places it feels kind of rushed um yes but, uh, I, I don't know and uh for the record uh i was watching the opening on netflix really quickly there and it's costa rica not peru so ah oh, too bad yes yes well i actually was kind of bothered by the fact that he slaughters these men on this boat he, he does reference it in one line later on where he's like i'm never gonna let that happen again but these aren't like criminals that he discovers and kills. These are guys that like he essentially hired to be a security detail in Costa Rica. And then he just ends up killing them all in the very beginning. And uh, well, I, I, go ahead. Kind of say that they were mercenaries. Even the cops kind of admit like, you know, I'm not going to shed a tear over these dead mercenaries or whatever, yeah, but uh, they, they drew the line at the nurse that died. So I think <laughs> I actually didn't mind that he killed these people because it's just kind of showing <laughs> <laughs> these people are all dead. Um, I, I think it just kind of shows you that the, whatever the the monster inside him took over, and he couldn't control it. Yeah, I think, like that was what the movie was about. It was just didn't you know, they didn't they also people. make a? Uh, maybe I'm wrong because I I fully admit that I was falling asleep watching this uh, until I took a nap and then woke up and and watched it. That that those guys on the boat were like paid for by Milo. And that he was funding like the whole operation, and so like maybe they were just mercenaries. Oh that yes. Scene, by the way, that scene by the way looked it looked and felt exactly like the warehouse scene in The Incredible Hulk, uh, in Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk movie, where yeah. he first hulks out 
and he's like going after these like like bottle plant guys who are like bullies and potential sexual assaulters uh, <laughs> and he like just rips the shit out of them in like in the dark you can't really see anything he's like pulling them out of the shadows uh it felt very similar to that and again that was a movie that came out in 2010 i believe so it's like we're 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 12 this movie was probably made in 2001 it fine or 2000 uh, 2020 and it finally it came out in finally 2022 and it's like we're 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 decades removed from these other movies that these movies look like which is yes. not a great thing well, take this a step further too like like this is the this is the superhero prototypical uh old stereotype origin story it's you know, you're introduced to the character. They're finding a uh, an opposite morality version of themselves, and that's yep. really yeah. it. Like this movie, I was, the whole time I was watching it, I kept feeling that this is beat for beat exactly Venom with just a different setting and characters. Like yeah. it's a, it's really the same thing. It's just you know Morbius as the good guy, who's I guess Eddie Brock really is just he doesn't want to kill anybody, and then Milo would be Venom sort of, or in, in a way, but and he he does want to kill people. Uh, or you can say that that Milo is the villain as well, uh, or yes. Riot, whatever it was. But um, I, I didn't. I just like we said, I didn't really mind the movie. I didn't think it was that bad, as bad as it was meant out to be. And and again, you know, putting this, putting anything next to Madame Web elevates it. Yes. Well, it's it's funny because in Venom, the main bad guy is what Riz Ahmed, right? That's that actor's name. Right, yeah. he's in like you know, Sound of Metal or whatever. You know, this great, great actor. He's in this fucking amazing HBO show, The Night of, which I highly recommend. They're able to score these like really talented actors to be in these movies that, like you said, Danny, feel like they were made like 20 years ago. And in this case, the special effects even seem like they were made 20 years ago. Um, and it, it does elevate it, like Matt Smith's presence. It elevates this whole fucking movie. I wanted to make that point, but I also wanted to, before I forget, Brian, uh, Danny, you said that Milo hired these guys. When I was looking at the, um, I was watching this on um, Amazon, and Amazon has that like, trivia on the side when you're watching it. Um, and it says that Milo, Matt Smith, references getting bodyguards to protect him uh, from a Russian uh, man. And they're saying that in the Amazon trivia that that's a, a reference to Craven, like Craven the Hunter. They're saying that like it's the Cravenall family. I thought that was kind of interesting. Did you pick up on that, Brian? At all? I didn't even hear that line, to be honest. So, oh yeah, uh, I, I guess I like that. I mean, I, I like that better. Hearing a line like that better than oh, that thing that in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, yes, which is a reference to Venom, right? Yeah, that's a little more forced, absolutely. But I, I wanted to talk about the talent in this movie for a second. We've already kind of talked about um, Jared Leto. Matt Smith plays a guy named Lucian. One of the things that's really weird to me, and I was wondering if it was weird for you guys too, is that essentially Lucian meets uh, Michael Morbius in the very beginning. They're both kids, and they both have this rare blood disease. Michael Morbius just starts calling him Milo, and then everyone else calls him Milo for the rest of his life. Did you guys think that was weird? Not only that, uh, I, I believe he's credited as uh, as Milo Morbius. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That is right. The thing um, – why would they introduce him with the name Lucian, which is both a really cool villain name and just a better name than Milo in general? Like, it should have been, like, the opposite way. Like, hi, I'm Milo. No, you're <laughs> Lucian. Okay. 
Very strange. I, I feel like uh, <laughs> that scene in the beginning was so weird, and it it, it, it adds nothing to the movie. Yes. So he just randomly calls him Milo. He said, "You're not the first Milo. You won't be the last Milo, or whatever." Yeah. And, and you know they they uh, and he just runs with it. And uh, there was a point where I was expecting it to pay off. There's a point where uh, Matt Smith confronts like the the doctor that was taking care of him, and he says that, "Oh, Michael was always the favorite." And I'm like, "You call me a name." He gave him. I was expecting that to come out to justify the existence of that scene, and right. it never happened. No, no. Yeah, it's never fucking addressed. It's funny because you mentioned the, the doctor that sort of is like the father figure to both these characters. He's played by Jared Harris, who is the son of Richard Harris, who was like the first Dumbledore, this amazing British actor. I fucking love Jared Harris. I think he's an amazing actor. Which one of you two would talk about Fringe with me sometimes? Brian, right? Yeah, me. Yeah, he's in fucking Fringe. He plays this awesome villain in Fringe, right? Uh, he is like utterly wasted in this movie. Now, now before I, I toss the ball back to y'all, I just want to point out one thing. Um, Jared Harris plays the king of uh, the father of Queen Elizabeth in the show The Crown, which is on Netflix. And The Crown is like really fucking good. I know I'm sounding like a little pretentious and it's like a show that a lot of times just like women watch, but it's like really good. Um, I'm learning a lot of British history. In The Crown, you have Jared Harris, and then you have Matt Smith in it, too. He plays Queen Elizabeth's husband. He's fantastic in that, just like he is in House of the Dragon. And then, um, Brian, I wanted to mention, we recorded our Fantastic Four uh, kind of fantasy booking yesterday. And yep. uh, Vanessa Kirby, I had said that like I hadn't seen her in anything, really, besides like Hobbs and Shaw. But Vanessa yep. Kirby is on The Crown, too, and she plays Queen Elizabeth's sister. And she's like really fucking good i didn't even make that connection until last night okay so like they're able to get these really talented people and it seems like they're able to get a lot of people from the crown to be in these things but like, there's the also case- uh there's a, the mission impossible uh connection jared harris is the the villain oh no is that sean harris wait is that him or his brother i shit i think jared harris might be in one of the sequels i i know there's that guy that, that fucking guy that's in the caves in prometheus is that who you're thinking of? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not. I, I know it's a Harris. I don't know if it's Sean or Jared. The guy okay. who goes okay. the fallout of all our uh, good oh, intentions. Fuck. Is that guy related? I didn't even know they were related. Yeah, I think they're brothers. But Okay. Uh, he Vanessa looks like Kirby, he'd be related. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is also in uh, the Mission Impossible movies. The last yeah. yes. couple. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean Harris is an English actor. Uh, yeah, Sean Mission Impossible 4. Yeah, he's, ah. he's the guy. You remember in Prometheus, those two guys that go, like, walking in the cave, they get lost? He's one of yes. those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and he's yes. really great Mission Impossible. We're kind of going off on tangent, which happens when we talk about kind of mediocre things on here. Um, but, yeah, Matt Smith is kind of the thing that people will talk about from this movie. And they'll talk about how good he was. I love yeah, Matt I would, Smith. I would, I would honestly fan. say he was good in this movie. Yes, yes. And, and the thing is, there's other people in this movie. I, I, this is really mean, and I'm, I'm kind of coming off misogynistic, but I actually do think that like the female lead is kind of, kind of weak in this movie. Like, you know, she doesn't really stand out. She's just there to kind of be the girlfriend. Yeah, right? she doesn't do very much, uh, very much. And, and we, we know her from as, uh, from from Andor. Uh, she was uh, Bix. Oh my God. Okay, so that's a great example of how like she's much better in something else. Yes. Then in this. Okay. Okay. Guys, Tyrese was in this movie? <laughs> yeah. And what did those characters add to the movie? Like, they didn't do anything. Nothing. 
Nothing. It's just it's just one of those things, like I was saying before, where the guys writing this movie are like, okay, well, there's murders, and this is going to be causing a stir, so we need detectives to be in on it, and like detectives that are looking into it. But it's like the scenes, who gives a shit? It's just boring. That's the part when you're looking at your phone, you're messaging your friends, because you're just bored out of your fucking mind. And yeah, it's, it's just fucking lame stuff. But I will say that his partner, at one point, they go into an apartment for someone that's been murdered, and he goes and he finds a litter box, and he shakes it. He says, here, kitty, kitty. Danny, I have to ask you, does that make a cat want to come to you if you shake their litter box? Uh, I have three cats, and anytime I need one of those cats at my side, I go and shake the litter box because that's what they want. They want more litter. Yes. I know that uh, when my wife wants to find me in the house, she jiggles the toilet handle. And I say, oh, it's time. I'm coming, dear. You know? Oh, God. So come on, you guys give me some more too. What else? I want to hear your thoughts on Morbius. I just have to say that I read that note this morning at 6 a.m. And I laughed out loud. Like in my bed, I laughed out loud at 6 a.m. reading that line. Good, good. I was like, what the fuck? Why would they come if you shake the litter box? I get it if you get a treat or something. Here we go. But <laughs> yeah. speaking of treats, segues, how fucking funny is it that Jared Leto is just squeezing blood packs down his throat? Like it's fucking icing on a cake. He's just like, yeah, give me more. He does it like four yeah. times in the movie. Yeah, it looks a little weird. Like, I, I don't know. It, it looked more almost in a, like a weird sexual way. Oh, oh, like he's blowing a giant. He's just like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I, that's what it looked like to me. And you're right. He didn't do it a lot of times. <laughs> Come here. I need the red. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think for me the the, the this movie, like I, I think we've all agreed, it's not as bad as it's been built up to be. Uh, no. This movie leaves Netflix, by the way, on February twenty eighth. So if you have never seen Morbius, you have about uh, I don't even know what today's date is, but you have about ten days before you have to pay for it again. So you might as well watch it while it's free. And Brian made a great point. This movie is short; it's an hour and forty minutes. Um, after like, you know, after the two post credit scenes, there's like six more minutes of credits. So it's like a an hour and 40 minutes for a comic book movie in this day and age is brisk. Yeah. Uh, so this movie does like it, it, it there, they don't spend a lot of time doing exposition. They kind of get to the point right away. If the special effects were better, I think I would have potentially really liked this movie, but I almost want to ask the people involved what they were thinking with the, with like the purple and orange clouds, like okay. that surround these characters. Cause it's, to, that just took, it took me right out of the movie with this lame CGI shit that felt like it was 20 years old. Okay. I actually have an answer for that on the uh, Amazon uh, trivia. It says that that was inspired by Pokemon. It's, it, it says that like, Pokemon, there's some kind of po fucking Pokemon that do that, and that was the inspiration for those fucking clouds. I'm not making that up. I swear to God. It's a weird fucking source for a vampire comic book movie, but it was Pokemon. I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> you've done the impossible. You've stunned me into silence. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love the, the randomness and the absurdity. I think we should also bring up the bad CGI and the fact that he like uses bats to take out Matt Smith at the end. Right. 
that's these guys the guys that wrote this movie wrote dracula untold and dracula fucking does that in that movie too <laughs> that makes it even funnier honestly yeah did, did y'all see that one i didn't see it no oh okay okay wow and dracula untold i think was actually better than this too and it, it had the guy um that plays preacher and and you know he's the guy that's like tony stark's dad um, oh uh dominic cooper yeah, yeah, he's he's the bad guy in it, and then the okay. other guy is the guy that Luke plays Luke Evans. Like, Luke Luke Evans is Dracula, and he okay. plays. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I like Luke Evans a lot too, but um, yeah, I this movie, it's just you kind of know everything's gonna happen. You can kind of tell the story beats like, okay, this is gonna happen, then this is gonna happen. Um, it, but we got to fucking talk about Michael Keaton if we're gonna wrap this all up right now. Um, so. Michael Keaton got the short end of the stick, didn't he? In the uh, modern superhero age. I mean, uh, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming aside, he's fantastic in that. Correct. Uh, but other than that, yes. <laughs> uh, Danny, as a guy who's like not into comics as much as Brian and I, what the fuck did you think of that scene? What did you make of that scene? Uh, I, I, wow. Uh, it, it's. <laughs> I can't believe that was an actual line in an actual movie. Like that feels like a line from like a 1950s comic book. Like, Hey, we're all here because of Spider-Man. We should form a team or it was, it was like even worse than that. And like, he's not even in the scene. His mask is on. So, you know, he's just doing like terrible voiceover after he shows up also, like, can we just go back to, he shows up, he materializes in the prison, which I didn't even know was a thing that, like, Doctor Strange's portal can do. Um, and in this universe, they're like, who's this mysterious guy in a prison uniform in, a, in our prison? He can't be here. Let him walk free. He then... <laughs> He then somehow gets the vulture suit, even though he built that in a different universe. Right. Using Chitauri technology. Right. With with technology from Avengers, uh, uh, the the first Avengers movie. Correct. Which doesn't happen in this universe. Correct. And, And also the whole point of this movie is that Morbius is a good person and a good, a good doctor there's nothing in this movie that would ever lead you to think that at the end of this, Jared Leto is going to become a cog in a super villain team. Right. Right. Yeah. Really I good mean, point. he, 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 he spends the whole movie. Like everything he does is like risking his life to, and, and like his well being to, to save people. It makes no sense. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. That he'd be like, eh. it's not like they even made any connection between Morbius and Spider-Man where it's like, oh, because of Spider-Man, I have this blood disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because in our Madam Web video, we were talking about um, the non-creative people that have all the money that make these movies. They're the ones that like kind of have ideas, but they're not making the actual movie. Um, I Sony, just to put things in perspective, I think you guys know this. At one point when Sony was making a list of all these potential Spider-Man spinoffs, they had an idea for a Aunt May as a secret spy movie prequel. Okay. 
Like, I'm not even making that shit up. That was a movie that was on the slate. This is when, like, Sally Field was fucking playing Ant-Man. Oh, they just shot himself in his car. That's that's how that's how much this affected him. Madam May? Madam May, yes. It's May time. No, it's just like, like, I don't, like, it, it, it doesn't even seem like a joke. Like, who could come up with a fucking idea like that? Let's make a movie about Aunt May as a spy. Like, that's just the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. You know? And yeah. and, they, and they've been like, they've had a hard-on for fucking a Sinister Six movie for years. And they're just going to they, shove Morbius in there. I mean, it, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not even a movie. That right. was not a movie. That right. was a two-hour and 20-minute advertisement for a Sinister Six movie that never happened. Right. And that's one of the worst comic book movies that I've ever seen. I, I, I don't know if I ever like got your guys' takes on that. We don't have to. But like they have obviously been trying to do like a Sinister Six type team up movie. Like poor Michael Keaton, wasn't he also like what was the end credit scene in what what was the end credit scene where he like meets the, the guy with the scorpion tattoo yeah. in jail? Was that from Homecoming? Yeah, it was Homecoming, yeah. Like, so it's like they're 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 just desperate to make this movie. I mean, and it's a good idea. I, I think it's a that's a it's a good end game to have there, but it's just struggling to get up to the point where they can do it. And I think having these movies without Spider-Man in them is not <laughs> helping really. Right, right, right. And I kept thinking like if they somehow interjected Spider-Man into this, like how the character was sort of created. I mean, my introduction to Morbius was the Spider-Man animated series. You yes, know? yes, yes, uh, yes. And yes. I, I know Morbius is not traditionally a member of the Sinister Six or even really no. a villain. No. Uh, but it, I, I just think, like, could they have put Spider-Man in there? Would it have made sense, sort of, in any way? Maybe Spider-Man, may, maybe maybe uh, Tyrese and his partner, uh, you know, the unnamed uh, cops, Keystone cops in this movie, you know, obviously they can't somehow Morbius goes up like 20 flights of this staircase using his cloud powers and Tyrese runs up the stairs just as fast. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so like maybe in that scene, Morbius gets to the roof and like Spider-Man webs him up and stops this, you know, suspected murderer from getting away. And like, if you're going to at least go with Morbius going towards the Sinister Six, then at least the, the, the line about Spider-Man is kind of responsible for this, then maybe like, oh, well, Spider-Man is the reason you ended up in jail and you had to break out of jail to go after Matt Smith's character. And your reputation is in the dirt now because Spider-Man captured you and people think you're a murderer. So maybe that could have been a tie-in but again that would have required there being spider-man in this movie yes yes maybe uh when the detective shakes up the litter box a spider crawls out of it it goes on his sleeve and then bites his son who becomes spider-man right? no but you know you know what's funny is that like in the trailers for spider-man no way home there was this one shot that people really focused on where uh andrew garfield is punching at something but there's nothing there Right. And it ends up becoming the lizard. Like when you see the final movie, it's the lizard that he's punching. Right. That's what these Sony movies are. But inverted. It's like it's like everything's happening 
around Spider-Man, but there's no fucking Spider-Man there in the final product. You know, there's a fucking Venom movie. Venom's origin is very tied into Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's an integral part of Venom's origin. Not in there at all. Morbius, his origin isn't tied into Spider-Man. However, his, like, research into blood and radiation and stuff is tied into Spider-Man. And at one point... Uh, Spider-Man goes to Morbius because Spider-Man in the comics is a very famous uh, story arc where Spider-Man has three extra arms. Or no, I'm sorry, four extra arms. So he has six arms altogether. And Morbius is the one that's helping him. That's when I got introduced to Morbius. Yeah. You know, Um, so it's like they're they're making all this stuff, but there's no Spider-Man there to kind of tie it all together. Like, I I feel like they needed to introduce these characters in a Spider-Man movie, then give them their spinoffs. Correct. If if, if it's warranted. Correct. that's it. Yeah. It, it is amazing. It is amazing to me that they have the MCU there as the template for how yep. to do a team up movie. They Iron Man, there is nothing in Iron Man until the post credit scene to tie it to anything else. There is nothing in Incredible Hulk until the post credit scene to tie it to anything else. Yeah. Like the post credit scene, I think in the Incredible Hulk is. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross meeting uh, Tony Stark at a bar, a bar. And being like, yeah. I'm thinking about putting a team together. Like, then you have Thor and Captain America that have, you know, again, post credit scenes kind of trying to connect to different things. Like, Thanos is like a, 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 I think Thanos, the first time you ever even think about Thanos is the post credit scene of the original Avengers. Correct. And it's like, they had a multi, they had a decade long storyline where they were like, we need to establish six great characters before we can team them up. And then like DC was like, nope, Batman v Superman movie two. And now like Sony is like, yeah, let's do the Sinister Six right away. Let's, yeah. you know, we'll make all these movies about Spider-Man villains without Spider-Man involved and then somehow tie them back to Spider-Man. It, it, it's like just follow the MCU template. It's right there. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they are they are attempting to. I mean, when Iron Man came out, Iron Man was not a household name. It, it, he was a B B tier superhero at best. Yes, and you know, and, and I mean, I, I wouldn't say these other characters necessarily would rate that, that you know beforehand, but they kind of are following the MCU pattern here. It's just yeah. not working. Yes. And now, unfortunately, I think that Madam Web and Morbius are going to be household names, but just because they're just like fucking awful movies, you know? Um, by the way, I wanted to correct something before. Uh, Madam Web uh, on Rotten Tomatoes is at 13% tomato meter and 54% audience, and Morbius is 15% tomato meter and 71% audience. Huh. So people did like Morbius a little bit more. Okay, yes, yes. They have like common sense and taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, okay, okay. I'm glad that uh, Morbius is like higher now on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, l- l- let's kind of wrap it up right here for a sec, guys. Let's take all the non-Spider-Man Sony movies. So we got Venom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Madam Web, Morbius. I don't think I'm forgetting any of them. I know Craven's coming, but I think that's all that's been released so far, right? Can you guys rank them for me? Uh, I'll, I'll take a with this first. So uh, I'm going to put Madam Web at the very bottom. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to put uh, Let There Be Carnage uh, right above that. Good. And um, I, I guess I'm going to put, oh, man, this is hard. 
I, I don't know how to rank uh, the first Venom and Morbius. I guess they're, they're pretty close to me. I guess. Yep. Um, I, I, God, I don't know. I might actually put Morbius at the top. Whoa. You and I were on the same page up until then. I was going to put Venom well, on the top just because it's Tom I, Hardy. You guys keep saying Tom Hardy uh, and you like his performance there. I actually think he looked bored in the whole movie. Oh. I, think he, he, I think he also feels like he hates being there. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I really I really do think that. Um, I, I think literally Matt Smith is the best thing about any of these movies. And that's why yeah, I'm probably. Yeah. Damn. Oh, that would yeah. require me. That would require me to go back and rewatch the Venom movies, which I have no interest to do. No, just don't. Also, like Woody, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, I'm almost 100 percent sure I fell asleep in the movie theater during Let There Be Carnage because I don't remember anything about that movie. I remember Woody yeah. Harrelson. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I would have the same order uh, as you, Pete. I think I would have. Is Pete okay? He looks frozen no, and frozen. scared. Yeah. Uh, I think I would put Venom uh, at the top, slightly over Morbius, uh, and then way, 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 way down there would be Let There Be Carnage and Madam Web. Yeah, I, I kind of agree there too. And uh, with that, 